This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Monday, January 30th, 2006. Hey, wait, wait, the year. I'm sorry. I didn't know you said the date. I mean, the year. I always And I'm Tom Merritt, author of The Real Deal. <laughs> I'm Molly Wood, author of Zenith's Buzz Report. <laughs> I'm Radica. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, Zenith's podcast of indeter- indeterminate length. It really is length Monday. Ooh, what a mess. increasingly indeterminate date ranges and whatnot. I'm on my second cup of coffee already. Ooh. I'm just getting over my NyQuil hangover. I had two cups of coffee and it's not working, so let's do the news! Woohoo! <laughs> so did anybody watch Bubble? No. 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 I watched part of it. I forgot. Bubble, if anybody doesn't know, is the Steven Soderbergh movie, which was simultaneously released in theaters and on uh, television on HDNet, Mark Cuban's television network. But uh, I don't think the DVD came out right that day. No, the DVD comes out tomorrow. Yeah, the DVD comes out January 31st. Doesn't that ruin the whole point? So it's not entirely simultaneous. simultaneous, It's it's not day and date. (laughs) Unlike our saying of simultaneous, which was very simultaneous. (laughs) That was impressive. I was impressed. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Others, I believe, will be impressed. Uh, yeah, it was. You know what? It looked like an art film. Yeah, you know. And uh, if it didn't have Steven Soderbergh's name behind it, I think it would have had a nice short run in the New Art Theater in Champaign, Illinois, and right. other places like that. Well, it's and, funny because they're making a big deal about how it's not in the big theater chains, and it sounds I don't think like it, it would may have not been. have been anyway. I don't think it would have been anyway. Maybe a few. But. Well, and I'm in danger of becoming that person who's like, when I was at Nappy, but when I was at Nappy in Vegas last week, <laughs> um, at Nappy they said. The, everybody was actually pretty dismissive. It was interesting. They were not at all dismissive of the idea of oh, day really? and date releases. They were very much like, that's going to be huge. It's going to be trouble. Just blah, didn't blah, so blah. much care about the movie. But this particular one, they were like, I'm sure that someone other than the Steve Soderbergh thing is going to. And so I kind of had this feeling that maybe the, this this movie, because it is not uh-huh. a big blockbuster. It's not release. like Titanic. You know, it's not like Batman or something yeah. huge. That's obviously yeah. well, going like to I said, I haven't dent. finished watching the movie. Exactly. It is a good movie from what I can tell so far. And um, but it's not a movie for everybody. I, right. I'm my father-in-law is not going to watch it. He's not going to like it. There's so no chase scenes. So as soon as they do a blockbuster day and date, then that'll be then that will be the real test, because it's actually, pretty easy for like Landmark to turn their back on some little indie flick. Yeah. The day and couple days thing, I think, is actually, that's more brilliant, though. That's now, pretty clever. The more I think about it, it's like, no, not necessarily day and date. Although I like like the idea of walking out of the theater and being able to buy it right after you've watched it. Mm-hmm. But the sort of lag time of, like, go watch the movie, and then yeah. if you like it, it'll be out right away. Oh, see, I like the lag time of find out what the reviews say, and then if you really have to have it, go buy the DVD. Mm-hmm. Or TiVo it. Bunch of movie stuff in the news. Uh, Warner Brothers apparently is going to try out peer to peer. Anybody heard of this before? Uh, It allows (laughs) people to share files over the internet uh, for distribution of movies and TV shows in Germany. Uh, It's pretty uh, interesting too because uh, it's some of their big movies, feature movies dubbed into German. Batman Begins. Ought to be hilarious. What is up with the Batman theme today? Ah, weird. Maybe we just subconsciously saw this. I knew, the yeah. Dark it will also <laughs> offer television shows like The O.C. and locally made <gasps> programs and movies. But only in Germany. However, and, and a no, no inter- what's the pricing scheme going to yeah, be Yeah, like? no word on the pricing, but um, people will be able to keep the movies indefinitely, which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I, to me, this feels like they're dipping a toe. You know, just to see whether this would be viable why because Germany? it is Warner Brothers. So a Wall Street Journal report, by the way, they're on so Flashback. honest why, there. Why? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because they're clean. Yeah, go ahead, start the stereotype. No, maybe they're just like, oh, the Germans they're are so clean honest. They'll ordered. never start um, sharing stuff on the internet. No, maybe. I have no idea why Germany. Because you get Pretty all those dirty viruses. 
Uh, also, I'm the stereotype person. You went crazy with that. Along the uh, same lines, <laughs> I said let's. Um, yeah, and then you did. Variety, uh, Variety reporting that Amazon plans to wed downloads and DVDs together. Mm-hmm. So one idea would be you'd buy a DVD from Amazon and then you'd be able to stream that movie from Amazon while you're waiting for the DVD to show up. I always thought they made a good right. couple. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, They've been engaged. Downloads um, and DVDs. It sounds like the theme is, though, that people, rather than expecting customers to only download the full-length movie, they're expecting it to be this sort of try-before-you-buy option, which is that, like you said, that they would stream it while they were waiting for their their credit card to be charged. But, the, okay, cool, whatever. People just want to download movies. Yeah. You know, like, don't wed it to anything. Just offer movies for freaking download. That's yeah. all we ask. It would be. It could be a nice little feature, I guess. If Why? I bought a DVD to be able to, to to stream it, I don't know. It's just I nifty. I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not going to replace anything. I'm not going to pay any more for it. That's for dang sure. Well, no, of course not. Like I might as well just. How long does it really? I don't know. I now, think it's if weird. Amazon, the other speculation is that Amazon could get into selling movies over download, right? And and that would be cool so if just they did that. Do that if they actually said, hey, you know what? If we you buy a DVD from us, you'll do also get, be able to download it. So you not only get the DVD, but you get the download too. I'm starting to think that the physical embodiment of content is the wave for Hollywood. That's what's going to save them. Just start letting the stuff download, but sell the package mm-hmm. because people like people to own like the thing. To own the How package. many people like watch their yeah. DVDs? Yeah. Nobody. Well, and people Nobody still. Nobody watches them. They just like to own them. Yes. And people do still buy CDs. Yeah. Despite all of the million so reasons not to. Beef up the jacket art. Beef up the content mm-hmm. that's printed, the printed matter that's mm-hmm. in there. The Maybe do more extras on the DVD than you have for downloads. Yeah. Great. You know? Uh-huh. Awesome. People totally. will buy it. They will buy the extended editions. They'll buy the special editions, the limited editions, the whatever edition you want. But stop trying to just, if you're going to do the movie thing, and I think you should, just do it. So there's a uh, there's another story. I'm bored with baby steps. <laughs> there's another story there about uh, that you saw Molly about Nickelodeon Comedy Central actually putting the shows on iTunes before they broadcast. Yeah, I think this is pretty interesting. Way cool. Um, well. Nickelodeon apparently per iPodBank.com. So we'll see. Um, just put a new episode of Zoe 101 called Girls Will Be Boys ahead of its January 29th network debut, and Comedy Central will put a new episode of Drawn Together. <sighs> Three days before its February 1 network debut. I love John Together. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It will be free. (laughs) Really? FYI. Really? Oh, Mm -hmm. Wait, when is it coming out? The Zoe 101 episode will cost $1.99. Three days before February 1st, which is today. Today. Oh, snap. Fire up your iTunes. I'm all over it. I got to get back to my desk. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, BRB, guys. Uh, so that's interesting. Tom, you have a personal recommendation for Oh, yeah. You know what? I, uh, I saw this kicking around. Channel 4 in the UK, channel4.com, if you want to get to it on the web, has a new show called The IT Crowd. It's a sitcom based on uh, IT professionals. Yeah. And they are allowing <laughs> are you... surprisingly ripe for comedy. Speaking of, uh, of watching stuff before it airs, they're allowing you to download and stream the episode before it airs on TV. So I watched the pilot episode called Yesterday's Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's... Wait, is that the pilot episode or did they already put a new one up? Anyway, I watched the pilot episode <laughs> yesterday. Now he really has and to here's go back the to thing. his desk. I, I started watching it like, oh, I'm just going to take a look a few minutes of this, see what it's like. I watched the whole thing. 23 minutes long. On watched, the internet. Watched the whole thing wow. on the internet uh, and then and then watched it again later that night when a friend of mine came over Dang. and then he was starting to watch it. I didn't watch the whole thing that time, but it's, it's really fun. I mean, it's typical British comedy. It's funny. 
Yes. Uh, and yeah, it's about IT pros. Tom loves the British comedy. And if you do yeah. too, then. Who it's, doesn't? It's, it's not. I know. I don't know. I mean, it's not crazy innovative on the, the format level, but it is about IT stuff. And there's some jokes in there that, that are pretty, you know, pretty geeky and cool. And some that aren't. But yeah. Channel4.com. I like it. Free television. That's uh, my personal recommendation. Nice. Um, this next story leads into my personal recommendation. So. Uh, politicians, apparently, this is on the news.com blog, politicians have apparently noticed Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> an investigation by the Lowell Well, would you look at that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, an investigation, but this is actually the best. They have noticed it, and they're messing with it. An investigation by the Lowell Sun has found that congressional staffers have made more than 1,000 changes to entries in the online encyclopedia Wikipedia in the past six months. And I'm sure they were all objective changes. Oh, yes. The Massachusetts newspaper highlighted changes made by staffers for U.S. Representative Marty Meehan of Massachusetts, including the removal of a mention of his broken term limits pledge. Oops. And information about the size of his campaign war chest. People don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also... <laughs> Not good. And it sounds like some staffers included entries, such as um, noting that Representative Eric Cantor, Republican Virginia, smells of cow dung. Well, and that Senate that Majority Leader Bill liable. Frist, our Tennessee, is ineffective. They added those or they removed they those? They added them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, th- that's more understandable than the, the just cover-up stuff. The smells of cow dung? Nice. <laughs> hey, you know. Um, but that leads me to my personal recommendation, the truth. which is the current Business 2.0 Dumbest Moments of Business in 2005, 101 Dumbest Moments. Friggin' hilarious. And it includes the one about Adam Curry being caught, obviously, editing Wikipedia to make himself sound more important. <laughs> but the best part is that it says, I know I'm spoiling it, but there are a hundred others. Um, it says <sighs> that upon being caught, Adam Curry did fess up, but even though he was apparently smart enough to invent, invent podcasting, he claimed he was just, like, befuddled by the Wikipedia interface. <laughs> and it was an accident. Oh, it was an accident. <laughs> Oops. Oh, because when I pressed edit and then click save changes, I didn't realize I was changing anything. That was anything. like such a confusing paradigm for me. I just don't, I'm not familiar with that Wait, so that changes it for like everyone, not just changes. what I, I see? I thought it was just a personal like, thing. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was the internet on my desktop. trying to make myself feel better. No, that's Google. <laughs> uh, coming up, we're going to tell you why you should buy Vista. Uh, or why you we're shouldn't. We're going to explain why Google's in China. And we're going to talk about record labels coming to the defense against the RIAA. Coming up. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Okay, I just have to say for the record, that's not my brother. There was a uh, forum. Someone asked if that was your brother? Yeah. Really? Not my brother. Not related. Someone in the forums. Do you have a brother? Asked if, asked I do. If, wait, oh, okay. whoa, whoa. Asked of who was your brother? The, the Earthling guy. The, the commercial. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about the commercial because I don't get to hear it. <laughs> Not Veronica's brother. You're supposed to pretend like you hear it, Molly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, you hear on. the voice, right? You no hear way. the voice. That is the bonus of uh, being on the podcast. <laughs> you hear the voices. Yes. Uh, so you should buy Vista because it's going to be more secure. Because why not? Says Jim Alchin of Microsoft. It's just, it's going to be so much more secure. Thanks. And I know we talked about all kinds of new whistles and bells being in Vista, but uh, you know what? It's just really about security. I wish that Windows 98 and Windows 2000 and Windows Millennium and Windows XP had all been more secure and also Windows XP, um, SP1 and 2. But oh. Molly, they're trying. <laughs> and they're working on it. We won't be putting any antivirus in it. <laughs> 
I'm I'm pretending I'm Jim Alchin. I'm right. not doing a very good job. <laughs> I bet he was a little smoother about that. He than probably you were. was, but yeah. Okay, so two related stories. One wow. is the the big reason for buying Windows Vista is apparently going to be uh, security. Which actually, email from Ryan says, "Why not just call it XPSP3?" Yeah, it's just a security update. Mm. <laughs> uh, but in the register, but it wasn't supposed to be. I'm sure this is one of those uh, interviews gone wrong for Jim Elchin. In the register, they reported on Jim saying, yes, this is all about security. But the headline is, uh, let's see Microsoft here. Microsoft to omit antivirus from Vista. Oops. Kind of, they missed the message. They did. Well, and it's funny because, like, I, of course, reading this had a fit because I'm a little bit reactionary. And Tom said, well, they've never had antivirus in Windows. So, I yes, <laughs> that makes sense. And it probably does cost a fair amount to keep providing antivirus with all the de- updates and the definitions and the whatnot. So I can kind of understand why they'd want to sell it, which, by the way, they will sell it um, through its OneCare online backup and security service, which sounds somewhat like .Mac. And in a way, it's really good. Yeah, because Which also sells you antivirus instead of providing it in OS X. So don't get all like Windows sucks. Well, it's going to be good because it's, uh-uh. it's an example of Microsoft. Don't point at me. <laughs> it's an example of Microsoft not forcing you to have one of their products. Right. They're That's saying, true. you know what? We're not going to force antivirus in there. If you want our antivirus, you can get it. If not, you can use somebody else's. So that part's good. It's just funny when all they're left with with Vista is this is all about security. Yeah. I mean, and that is the part where Ryan is almost right at this yeah. point. Just roll it out as SP3 and then do Vista in another two years when you get all the cool stuff that we all thought was going to be in there. Yeah. In there. Well, and he even, Ryan even said in his email, he's like, they charged for XPSE. Why not charge for XPSP3? Which I don't, no, don't give him any ideas, Ryan. I know, seriously. <laughs> They'll do it. Uh, oh, Vista. Oh, Vista, the butt of every joke. Why is Google in China? Because there's a lot of people in there and they want to make money off them. Yeah, that's sort of the, I mean, uh, that's Molly's duh. interpretation of their long rambling post. You know, they <laughs> I pretend, break it down for you. It's people. almost like they protest too much. Basically, Google on their Google blog finally posted on January 27th an explanation of why they're going into China. The key quote, at least in my opinion, is that they're saying filtering our search results clearly compromises our mission. However, failing to offer Google search at all to a fifth of the world's population, how it does so far more severely. So it was the lesser of two evils argument. <clears throat> yeah. It's like it's worse to not give them anything than to give them a crippled product. Whatever. It's the greater of more monies. No company worth its salt is going to stay out of China. I'm sorry, but accept it. Like they're going to make whatever moral compromises they have to to get in there because there is a billion people. They're going to drive their little Google gunboats right up the Yangtze <gasps> River, aren't they? Oh, my God. No. Wow. It <laughs> <laughs> did. The line was right here. <laughs> but there's a... <laughs> uh, on the other side. There's a hack for uh, <laughs> for Google China already. Yeah, on Dig, apparently. Um, Chinese web users can see full uncensored results for their Google search by replacing ampersand meta equals with ampersand meta equals CR percentage 3D country BR. And if you go to dig.com, you could read that for yourselves. We'll put it in the show notes, too. The one question um, that this posting raises is, do they have Dig in China? <laughs> Somebody's going to email. Somebody yeah. email. Or Someone you can listen to someone. it on the podcast, maybe. And and the one... <laughs> it might be not in The one anymore. remaining compelling we argument about Google being in China and making whatever moral compromises they're making is that at least they are there and at least hacks are available. And at least, you know, I mean, any... I guess any access to the free flow of information, even if it's not strictly free at the time that you access it, is at least a start. So. Yep. Whatever. But people, it's about the money. It's always about the money. Follow the money 
Unless, follow the money to Canada. <laughs> uh, thanks to Andy in Tennessee for uh, uh, pointing out the Ars Technica article about the record label that is defending a couple against the RIA. Network Records in Canada has offered to pay the legal bills of one family who's vowed to challenge the RIA in court because they say that the RIAA's practices are hurting their business. <clears throat> That's awesome. Now, I'm guessing Network Records may not be a member of the Recording Industry Association of America. Well, because they're in Canada. Well, it's America. Canada's in America. North America. I think RAA is multi uh, multinational, no? I don't know. Canadian record companies in there? I, I don't know. It's America, so I just figured it was America. There's always a debate about this. I had a Brazilian <laughs> f- a friend of my father's who was like, I'm American. I'm South American. You are from the United States. You are not American. So I'm always... Okay. I never know who's going to be offended when you use that word. that the RAA, although it has global reach, was at least founded... Oh, yeah, of course. Anyway, I can't. I don't know if Canadian labels are part of it. or Litigation, not. they say, the record company says, is not artist development. Litigation is a deterrent to creativity and passion, and it is hurting the business I love. The current actions of the RIAA are not in my artist's best interest. This is a note from the CEO, and that is awesome. Good, they are, good on um, you, by the way. Records. By the way, in case you think that there's some little indie label that's just like help, help, they're one of Canada's largest labels, managing artists such as Sarah McLaughlin, Avril Lavigne, and the Bare Naked Ladies. So hopefully they they will actually make a difference and not with just the cash. Yeah, this is this is great. It's a, and it actually puts the lie to the whole thing about yeah, you know, whatever. Um, Best Buy being good guys. By the way, RAA only U.S. recording industry. Just looked it up. So there you go. Thanks. I was wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just today, I know. Best Buy is. Uh, Trying to make things easier for consumers? I feel so baffled by this they've story. Been doing, they've been on this tip for a while, actually. Best Buy's been really cause... pushing against rebates. <laughs> well, no, they have. They, they're they... not. No, no, no. See, that is totally confusing. That's what I read it as, too. And I was like, they're not going to do rebates anymore? Those jerks are just going to charge more? No, no. They're pushing against mail-in rebates, which they consider to be a source of frustration for consumers. And they're making it easier and allowing you to electronically process rebates for notebook PCs and PC accessories. Right. Uh, but Best Buy has actually said in the past that they would like to phase out rebates altogether. Really? They, eventually, someday. Mm. They've said that in the past. That's not what this story is have, today. And just have lower prices? They ju- yeah, exactly. Just, huh? just, just end the whole process. But uh, mm. this, is, this is nice. This is a nice step. So you basically, you just go to the counter and you get the, the rebate right away? They just process it for you? Or yeah, it how? sounds like it. They're working on getting third-party vendors to get on board with it. But basically, at the time you check out, they would electronically process it, and then eventually you'd get a check. But I think you still have to get a check, which is the one thing that they are most likely wanting to phase out maybe is like if there's a rebate, it's electronically processed and then it just comes off the bill. Then it's just cheaper price. Yeah. Which is high. I know. The whole rebate thing is weird anyway. Well, it's not that weird when you consider that it's primarily a scam. (laughs) Oh, no, I didn't. Did you say a scam or a scan? Like a brain scan. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You have mad skills. Now, this was on Slashdot today. Apparently, skills. this is actually pretty scary. A, a company has come out. Is it a company or is it a, an institute? Anyway, it's in the uh, Washington Post today. Yeah, it's uh, a lab. A lie detector that uses an MRI to reliably and functionally determine if you are lying. This oh. isn't sort of the, the oh. lie detector test where it tests your blood rate or anything, and that's not perfectly reliable. This is supposedly like 90% accuracy in catching lies. It's pretty interesting. They've been working on it in various university labs, um, Medical University at South Carolina, University of Pennsylvania. But California entrepreneur Joel T. Huizenga plans to use the work to start offering lie detecting services in Philadelphia this July. <laughs> 
And I love this. His company is called No Lie MRI Inc. <laughs> That's really great. Onomatopoeia. I'm pretty sure I saw this on Alias though. So like, I know it's already around. The government like is totally already using it. <laughs> well, SD6, you know, they were sitting on it for so long. So it, <laughs> it took a while. for. <laughs> anyway, creepy. Or just don't lie, and then you won't have to go in the scary machine. <laughs> the uh, the telcos plan to uh, charge companies for carrying their content over the uh, telco backbones of the internet has caused an unfortunate result, which is the uh, uh, nudging of internet companies to begin lobbying Congress. Yeah, so lobbyists. we're going to have more lobbyists on Capitol Hill because the internet companies are like, those telcos have a lot of lobbyists. We need to get some lobbyists too. So, But if the internet lobbying companies, are, if they're lobbying and saying, hey, you can't have a tiered system, then maybe that's okay. And you could just give money to well, them. Well, it's worth it in the short term probably, but then those lobbyists aren't, they don't leave. <laughs> They stay around. And all they do is evil. And all they do is, I thought you were going to say eat. All they do is eat. They eat you out of house and home. That's because it's lunchtime and we all want some lunch. (laughs) I think that's probably what it was. Uh, All right, we got a call here from Scott in Salt Lake City. Scott? Hey, guys, it's Scott from Salt Lake City again. Molly, you're killing me, dude. You're totally killing me. This whole DS uh, Game Boy thing that you were talking about on uh, Thursday's podcast, oh, my gosh. There's a world of difference between the DS and the Game Boy Advance, and there is a market for both. Um, the DS is a, or the P, or the excuse me, the Game Boy SP is a perfect gift for kids. The DS is perfect for me, uh, good for kids too. The value is that the DS is playing next generation games, has a 3D engine, two screens, touch screen, all kinds of different game play features the SP would never feature, and as a bonus, it plays Game Boy Advance or SP games. So it's a huge difference between those two models. And the fact that Nintendo's making FPs, uh, or excuse me, Game Boy Advance games playable on the DS is a huge bonus to gamers who may be invested in a bunch of games. And it's a great little machine. And my daughter loves her, her SP. And we continually there's do games out all the time for that thing. That would play in mine if I wanted to. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Molly, stop killing him. <laughs> Scott. You're killing him. I did not mean to be killing you. Um, I get that there's a world of difference. I think I under the best argument maybe is that the Game Boy is good for kids because it's a lower priced gadget and it doesn't have as many moving parts and it's not as breakable as the DS. But really, like from a business perspective, if you have the DS and it is indeed awesome, I've seen it. I totally agree that it's awesome. And the Game Boy is just way cheap and the DS can already play Game Boy games and stuff. I'm just saying the Game Boy is probably headed for the dustbin. I agree. That's all. All right. Sorry. On to Peter in New York. I hope you're not dead. No, no. Peter in New York, what do you have to say? Hi, uh, this is Peter from New York, and I wanted to comment on what you were talking about a few days earlier about uh, iPods with songs preloaded on them. I know that there are a lot of independent record companies that, as contests, will run, that will give away an iPod with uh, part of their catalog preloaded, and they just keep files on it and mount it as a hard drive and give instructions on how to... Uh, get the files off the computer, get onto your computer. And I have actually sold uh, an iPod on eBay with the songs preloaded. I'm just on the same, and I haven't gotten in trouble yet, but I'm getting a little worried now, I guess. Uh, Thanks, and I enjoy the podcast a lot. Bye. Oh, he has done the thing. Be careful, Peter. Peter, don't say that. No, you didn't. You did it by accident, Uh, right? Your friend did. You just didn't know. And you included instructions on how to wipe the disc. Yes. Clean. When I was... Uh, no, that's interesting, actually. That we asked if anybody had actually done this to hear from him. What, what, we did, what he didn't say is whether he charged more for it or whether he just sold it. Oh, yeah, you totally get more. 
I sold my well, iPod. Well, most people do. <laughs> I sold my iPod a few months ago on, on um, actually quite a while ago on eBay after I bought my iPod mini. And I was completely wrestling with it, I have to admit, because I was seeing people get four and $500 for fully loaded iPods, like 3G and 4G iPods. And I'm like, I can't do that. That is, of course, scared. assuming that your music taste isn't crappy. Right. But yeah, you know what? Even it, if it, it is, even if it is, if somebody's selling an iPod with twenty thousand songs on it, like chances are pretty good there's going to be something you want. But you shouldn't. And I did. I did. There not. are twenty thousand. And I actually, I'm sad to say, I actually did not. I mean, I'm not sad to say, but also mostly just because I'm a weenie. You're sad to say, but not I was too not scared. Princ- principally, no. <laughs> yeah, in principle, I'm not sad, and I did not do it. All right, we had several emails and calls about how to convert video for the iPod mm-hmm. uh, because people are, were hearing our talk, our friend uh, Paul Not Ron talking about converting video for his PDA. There's a couple of programs out there. Apparently, iSquint works well for Mac. Well, somebody emailed us and said they got a cease and desist about converting to Windows Media, but I couldn't find anything corroborating that. Oh, so, really? Hmm. So be on the lookout for that. But iSquint works <laughs> well for Mac, and then CUCSoft seems to be the most popular one for PC. So there's a couple of converting programs that'll take your videos and 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 put them in the right format to put on the ipod you can find them both at cnetsdownload.com oh boy <laughs> ross is going clean because he says stealing music is too much work yeah we'll put a link to his blog in the show this notes. is awesome it's basically pretty funny he's like i just realized it's all it's the half the music is encoded wrong and then you have to do the id3 tags a lot of times and it's just it's too much work i'm gonna be honest from now on yep. that's what i did and you know what ross this is exactly the reason that tom and i say pretty much nonstop that if you give people decent legal alternatives they will use them uh real quickly alan from windsor uk uh said uh, uh, a good amount of stuff about other things but his ps was the best part he said i hear the queen loves the show I th- <laughs> the, I think, qu- the queen being uh i think he means 24 though what I, I oh he, the the, he doesn't he uh, not not buzz out loud yeah oh well forget <laughs> really? it then. I, I took it as meaning buzz out loud I really the queen, yeah. I you, guys, the, you guys are reaching but um no. You're very ambitious, and I appreciate that. No, his show is all about how he doesn't get 24 as soon as it's released, so please don't spoil 24 because he loves 24. Keep the surprises coming, just not of the 24 variety. Yeah, you're probably right. Yes, I hear the Queen loves the show. Queen probably does love 24. (laughs) Since since he doesn't say he loves Buzz Out Loud or anything about Buzz Out Loud, and he talks about 24 like nine (laughs) times. he means Buzz Out Loud. I'm sure that she would love Buzz Out Loud. Stop ruining it for me. On the royal iPod. (laughs) Anyway, no 24 spoilers, Alan. We need to get one of those, like... uh, (laughs) Her Majesty's Seal of Approval that'd be great. podcast. Like, be like Twining's Tea has. I want to be knighted. You know, I don't think they give those out anymore, though. I think they stopped <laughs> oh. that. Oh, well. Uh, they don't give them out to girls, that's for sure. Speaking of girls, Joe from Maryland oh, watches no, they movies. They give out knighthoods. They don't give out the seals that I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Joe from Maryland watches movies on, on his palm. But um, the one thing I want to note is that in his PS, he says, the ladies will like meeting Agnes. It's a chick flick. Dude, I don't do chick flicks. I do. All right. I, I do, too. <laughs> See, Joe, expectations. You never know what's going to happen. All right. Give us a call. 1-800-616-CNET. Send us email buzz at CNET.com or post in our forums, please. Forums.CNET.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. Things are raging in there. We post show notes. We have links from all of our shows so in there. So exciting. It's awesome. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.